Coming up this week on Breaking Badness. Today we discuss threat actors pull bait and switch, and Microsoft shares some pretty interesting threat intelligence. Next up, crime doesn't payload, X-Helper, the Russian nesting doll of Android malware. And finally, our 15th round of Two Truths and a Lie. Breaking Badness is next. Welcome to Breaking Badness, episode number 43, recorded on April 13th, 2020. I'm your co-host, Kelsey, like a pun of bricks, LaBelle. With me, co-host, don't get mad, get Chad, Anderson, and finally, co-host, making a mountain out of a malware, Sala. And that is Tarek, Sala. Welcome, all of you. It's so great to have everybody back on the podcast. Feels good to be back. Best way to start a Monday. <laughs> Just rip off the band-aid for your week. Just get with it. Speaking of ripping things and 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 the opposite of that, which is stickiness, um, Tarek wanted you all to know that Chad's alias, if you will, is Guest7M on the tool we're currently uh, using to record this podcast. Does that have meaning for you, Chad? Or was this chosen for you? Was the 7M life granted to you? Um, I, you know, I just accept what's given to me when uh, I join the recording session. That is interesting. I'm going to um, do some hacking and see if I can't have some fun with that. Now that I know that you'll just accept whatever nickname is populated. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Well, let's get started. Our first article today is Threat Actors Pull Bait and Switch. Microsoft says that the volume of malicious attacks hasn't increased, but instead, threat actors have repurposed infrastructure used in previous attacks and rethemed attack campaigns to exploit fear surrounding the COVID-19 pandemic. So, Chad, it seems like Microsoft put together a fairly extensive blog post on how this pandemic has impacted the way that Again, threat actors are lowering victims. So can you provide us with a quick summary of what Microsoft shared? Yeah, so they really talk about how no one, you know, not even security professionals for most organizations were really prepared for everyone to suddenly start working from home and to have to open up all these new endpoints to corporate networks. Um, They're seeing a lot of attacks on VPNs, of course, lots of malicious email, um, all of those things. And then kind of, you know, that all coupled with fears around the virus has just caused attackers to shift all their lures and everything to use um, coronavirus themes. So um, there's a lot of opportunity for uh, immature security on the networks of those who are working from home um, and attackers are exploiting that. So, Chad, does Microsoft have any information about what geographies have been targeted with COVID-19 themed attacks or even maybe how many attacks they've seen? Just a sense of scale. So uh, according to their report, there hasn't been a single country or language not targeted by a COVID-themed attack. Um, I kind of feel like they may have left out some, um, you know, small island nations in their scope there. Uh, But needless to say, it's definitely the majority of places. And they're seeing, you know, 60,000 emails um, per day, uh, 2,300 unique phishing campaign pages that they've processed, um, tons of different variants of malware that have just been themed to, you know, go after COVID-related attacks. So or COVID, yeah, we use COVID-related attacks to go after um, end users. So uh, there's there's a lot. 
Well, I'm glad to hear that there's finally a use case for equal opportunity. Um, unfortunately, it's just for exploiting fear and anxiety. Um, <laughs> so, Chad, I also saw a little bit about um, folks going after VPNs. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Oh, yeah. So, um, and that's something that's been posted about as well uh, by multiple agencies. Uh, a lot of out of date VPNs um, for that, for nation states to go after. They've been going after them since like October. There's been an increase in VPN attacks that Microsoft was seeing. Um, but they're just seeing the, you know, same thing going on here. Um, nation states groups, APT groups targeting healthcare organizations. Um, at least, you know, those that do the cybercrime angle. Um, and then the VPN thing is cropping up just because they're typical weak spots. That's the entry point. There's so many being set up right now. Um, it's just like on Shodan, like we spoke about last week, how um, RDP, the remote desktop protocol sessions for uh, Windows machines, there's been a spike of those opened up to the internet and they aren't all up to date. So it's just anything that's a edge device, um, you know, there's attacks going after that right now. Great point. Thanks for sharing that, Chad. And I'm curious too now if we can pivot and focus a little bit on um, a little bit more of the nitty gritty and the attacks themselves. I noticed that uh, Microsoft's telemetry uh, noted quite a few variants abusing these themed lures. So are are there any well-known malware families that are especially active during this time? Yeah, so similar to what we talked about last week and uh, what I said before, you know, they've seen 60,000 messages per day that are COVID themed and, um, you know, all those unique phishing campaign pages. But there's also the always popular uh, Emotet and TrickBot um, and the Ryuk ransomware, which we also talked about, um, you know, this last week. There's over 75 variants, I guess, of the Emotet and TrickBot that they're seeing in the wild so far uh, using COVID themed lures. So pretty much every chunk of malware, um, you know, and commodity malware too is on the bandwagon now. Um, you know, as of today though, for here at Domain Tools, you know, the telemetry that we're seeing is there's being a slow in domains being registered with those themes. I don't know if they've actually just ran out of any combination of COVID or coronavirus, or if there's actually being a slow to these scams. But um, yeah, it's hopefully things are slowing down a little bit there. Yeah, that would be some good good news. Let's um, <laughs> let's uh, flatten out the curve for maybe attackers are just as bored as I am of this now. You know, <laughs> they're like, I want to hang out with my buddies. Yeah, I want to just go back yeah. to a good old iCloud scan. <laughs> Those were the days. <laughs> so it also sounds like CISA and NCSC recently issued a joint alert about COVID nineteen exploitation. What are some takeaways from that alert, Chad? Anything helpful there? Yeah, same thing with endpoints. You know, VPN vulnerabilities being a big, um, a big thing with people setting them up. You know, and um, maybe not doing certificates right, or uh, you know, an insecure uh, setup for the VPNs. As VPNs can be a little difficult for users to to figure out if they aren't point and click. You know, it's not it's not always the easiest thing. Um, for folks that don't, you know, think about that, like, oh, do I need to use a full tunnel, a split tunnel? What do I need to do? But um, and then there's, uh, you know, there's everything about the stimulus payment scams that are going to be coming out. Um, you know, you know, people are going to be coming for those. We're already getting some text messages for those. Um, so it's just anything that's, you know, scam worthy and keep up to date and all the usual things, but just all themed around the virus. Yeah, it sounds like you've really hit on this well. It's just repurposing the same old stuff that works with a 
just a new twist, <laughs> um, a really upsetting twist. So um, I guess what, if anything, changes considering this information shared by Microsoft? Should defenders be more or less concerned with impact if the volume isn't necessarily changing or just the subject matter? What, what do you think about that? So defenders at this point have just been seeing a barrage of these attacks for the last several weeks. You know, it's all around the same theme. Um, the the volume has been insane, but everything stays the same, you know, and they use the same tricks. Um, and like we talked about, you know, it never has to be sophisticated and usually it isn't um, to be successful. Uh, the only major concern for me are the, you know, users out there that have some flat network at home, um, some other already infected device, um, you know, it's it's on the same network their work laptops on and then they vpn in but really like you should have some kind of endpoint protection on people's devices um you know and if you're doing bring your own device you are always going to have a bad time anyways um so it's yeah for for defenders i just hope that um they're putting some good things in place yeah we need something to play off like byob or byod that's a little bit more fun and sticks with people apparently but yeah that's that's obviously a major concern um, and also, Chad, most importantly, it's only been a week. We say sophisticated. That's the new saying around here. Sophisticated is it's done. It's so 2019. So I expect your language to reflect what we've decided here on the show of puns. Deal. Deal. <laughs> All righty. Well, let's hop into the hoodie rating here and let's think about this in the context of, of this article. It's, it's a little bit more open-ended, I guess you'd say, than typical, but just this idea that volume isn't changing, tax tactics aren't changing, we're just shifting the theme over to COVID. So I'll start with you, Tarek. How concerned are you on that scale of hoodies from zero to 10? Yeah, you know, this one's still going to be a, a, a big 10 out of 10 for me. Um, and that's because, you know, even though the, the tactics and the techniques really haven't changed, at the end of the day, we're talking about um, you know, the impact of uh, victims here, right? Um, we already globally have enough on our shoulders uh, trying to manage, uh, you know, mental and physical health around, uh, you know, the pandemic. And then so this just kind of really only adds um, pain points and stress surrounding that to the victims and for, um, you know, hospital infrastructure, which, you know, some uh, hospital infrastructures are already taxed enough. So I give this one really a 10 out of 10 them are fighting words. What do you think, Chad? Would you agree with that? Yeah, you know, I would go with, I, I, uh, I guess I might do an eight out of 10, knock it down a little bit, just because I, I feel that people should have been ready for some sort of VPN remote connection work from home. I've never, uh, when I was in operations work, like not had thought about that kind of capacity into the planning. It, it confuses me that, um, you know, some, some teams haven't, but uh, yeah, it's still it's still dangerous. The same problems. Um, I just hope people are actually keeping everything up to date. Yeah, and to that end too, I think Alan raised some really interesting points and questions last week and thinking about, all right, there's probably not a lot we can do in this moment um, in terms of <laughs> sort of resetting our security foundation so that we're prepared for something like this. But I'm curious, moving forward, what people will take away from this pandemic and how it can make us better. And so I'm actually asking for people to answer a few questions about that. I've tweeted it out. Uh, it's on LinkedIn as well. So if you wouldn't mind checking out Puns and Roses, 
with an extra S and getting back to me. I definitely want to hear from defenders and folks on the front lines and get a better understanding of what those maybe points of improvement that you might see are. And so hopefully we can find some element of silver lining here from all of this and, and learn something from it. But let's move on. Enough of that. Um, let's go to our second article, which is crime doesn't payload. So the undeletable ex-helper malware, which ultimately results in the installation of the Triada Trojan, has become a virtualent scrounge for Android devices this year, according to researcher analysis, bringing with a hallmark of being virtually indestructible for the common user. So, Tarek, would you mind kicking off this discussion with a description of what the heck X-Helper is, what it's known for, what's going on there? Yeah, no problem. So, X-Helper is a fairly recent um, new Trojan in the Android space. Um, and uh, one of the key components of it is that it does retain um, its initial characteristics of being a Trojan. We really see Trojans in the wild um, usually packed with masquerading as legitimate software. But specifically with X-Helper, we see that in the wild um, being bundled with a lot of those grayware applications that are really suspicious. Um, maybe to more technically sophisticated users, they don't generally fall for them, but um, less uh, technically sophisticated do those, uh, you know, download this application to make your phone faster, triple your memory with this application, uh, you know, really uh, nice sounding things on paper, right? Um, but oftentimes, uh, specifically uh, in the Android space, you'll see XHelper be bundled inside of that. And uh, some of the ca uh, capabilities of XHelper are uh, exfiltration of the victim's phone uh, metadata. Um, so like the IMEI number, uh, the model number, the manufacturing number, and like a lot of those other data points um, are used to generate a unique fingerprint for each victim. And those are exfiltrated over to a specific uh, domain called cooktracking.com. And then from there, XHelper has been seen in the wild uh, as really just kind of a stager uh, piece of malware. Um, what usually typically happens, and according to uh, Malwarebytes and other researchers that have uh, investigated XHelper, uh, there's been implants seen such as uh, LeechP, which is a really common Android downloader that gets dropped initially after XHelper is uh, first run. And then finally, uh, Triada, um, which is a different piece of malware, Android specifically, obviously. But that one's uh, bundled with exploits and is usually seen as the privilege escalation means for uh, XHelper. So when the entire kill chain's done, um, an attacker has uh, escalated to root on the victim's phone and can generally do whatever they want. That's a little terrifying. Um <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But also, Tark, when you said masquerading, I was just a ima and this is going to go on the list of things that Chad hates. This list is growing, and it now brings me so much joy. One time, I'm just going to like send you a massive document, Chad, of all these things that have made you deeply frustrated. Um, <laughs> but like a security masquerade party where you show up as like a fishing lure, and then you have a it's like the costume of above who you are. You've got some like malware dressed under a fishing lure or something like that. It oh. sounds like a really bad time. I know. I want to do it. <laughs> um, Are you calling... is, it, is it like those Instagram filters where like it, it runs in front of your face and then it stops on which malware you are? Yes. <laughs> Invent that app. So, Tark, then what happens once the victim's device has gone through this installation process? Yeah, so with XHelper in a post-exploitation scenario, 
Um, and this usually involves the Android APK or that grayware that I talked about earlier um, that's bundled with XHelper. Uh, immediately, your phone's metadata gets fingerprinted and sent off to that uh, lp.cooktracking.com uh, website, which is, uh, I did a little bit of digging on it. Um, it's historically being hosted on uh, generally whitelisted uh, infrastructure like Amazon or GoDaddy for the past year or so. So you're not going to see the infrastructure necessarily be uh, flagged as being malicious, especially if it's coming from Amazon. Uh, GoDaddy's a little bit um, here or there. Uh, but after that, uh, from what we've seen, there'll be uh, multi-stage malware payloads that get downloaded and executed on the victim's phone, ultimately leading to the attacker with administrator level access on the device. So the attacker can effectively choose what they want to do next once they have that you know, administrative root level access. Um, and that really depends on the attacker's motivations here. Uh, so we could either, if you know, we have financial motivations, there's ransomware that's really common. Um, there's um, account hijacking. Um, since you have root access, you could definitely access other accounts that are stored on that phone, your banking, et cetera, or, or general spyware. So it really depends on what the attacker's motivations are. But the scary part is once Triada has executed from that multi-stage X helper uh, payload chain, they're operating with root level access. Oh gosh, that's not good. Oh I feel boy. Like there's got to be a pun there with tree, ADA, and root access. It's there. <laughs> I know it's there. <laughs> Hopefully it will be the title of this episode if I can think of it. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess another question I have, this this always feels like, you know, the mistake they made with the Titanic when they're like, undetectable malware. So is it possible to delete this quote unquote undeletable malware? Yeah, it is, but it takes a lot of effort to do so. So XHelper's authors are pretty savvy. What they've done, um, unlike COVIDLock, COVIDLock is uh, pretty straightforward uh, in terms of removal, but XHelper ensured that there's a copy of the XHelper malware located on the victim's phone's system partition uh, that gets called upon device reboot. So even if you do delete XHelper, the APK itself, um, or the APK associated with it, um, what XHelper does is next time you reboot your device, it'll simply reinstall itself from the system partition running as root. And on top of that, too, um, another really interesting tidbit research from Malwarebytes was that uh, Google Play is also responsible for one of the mechanisms to trigger XHelper. That's not to say that Google Play is infected with uh, XHelper malware, but rather XHelper has been seen behaviorally as part of the trigger mechanism for some variants of XHelper, too. So that's kind of really interesting to see. And that was noticed on a clean and wiped phone. Um, one of the caveats there is that if you do, um, if you really do want to get rid of XHelper, or you have to go do a complete reflash and re-image of your uh, device. That's helpful. That's good to know. And yeah, great research there on COVID lock. And in case anybody's interested in hearing more about that, Chad and Tarek are actually going to be doing a full presentation on that on April 22nd. So you should definitely go check that out. There will be some links published here soon, um, but keep an eye on that. And something I want to finish off with here, Tarek, I know you're very well acquainted with many types of malicious payloads. How concerning is this malware? Yeah, you know, mobile device malware is always concerning. Um, and I think that's really because of the amount of sensitive data we keep on our phones um, and all of the other... Um, 
gateway, I guess, if you will, like gateway data that we keep on our phones too. If you can compromise someone's mobile device, chances are you can bypass their two-factor authentication possibilities. And um, you chances are you'll have access to a lot of other sensitive accounts like your banking information or your medical stuff. So um, mobile malware and the type of data that's on our mobile phones, always super concerning. You know, and Android malware really isn't new. Um, and it hasn't gone away despite how much effort we've seen in the security um, and just tech communities uh, efforts to try to tackle this problem. You could say we're left to our own devices then. <laughs> Thank you, Tarek. I'm, I'll, I'll wait till Chad laughs. I've got some time. I've got some time. Uh... Hold on. I'm looking for it. <laughs> wait for it <laughs> i'm sorry chad i've been giving you such a hard time but it's so fun you're such a good sport about it um <laughs> all right well let's talk hoodie rating here chad let's start with you what would you rate this at um you know i i would go with uh i'll, I'll give it a seven out of ten how about that um about as dangerous as your puns um <laughs> no uh you know mobile malware is super concerning good like tarik said because of all the sensitive data on our phones um and one of the nice things though about well maybe not as much for android uh um, as it is for ios but um you know the mobile space it keeps getting better and better at sandboxing and you know permissions and everything that's um becoming standard uh, giving the users like more uh, restrictions and choice over what apps can see and do um, so, you know, hopefully this just gets better over time. Um, but yeah, as of now, uh, it's, a, it's a pretty big deal, especially with how much, um, you know, sensitive data can be siphoned off your phone and how much we rely on them, particularly in these times for communication with friends and family and um, whatnot. Well said. Tark, would you agree with Chad on that? Yeah, no, seriously, seven is perfect. I, uh, I'm going to be a copycat and do that. Um, you know, and just kind of mirroring what Chad already said. Um, you know, it, mobile malware data is always really uh, concerning. It's always really scary. Um, Triada is, uh, I think Triada specifically, um, being involved with XHelper um, kind of gives it a couple extra points of concern, uh, simply because we're involving exploits now. And whenever you have an exploit involved, um, having any kind of control or antivirus on your phone, uh, it's always really challenging for AV products to... Um, really detect and flag when an exploit occurs or not. So seven out of 10. Absolutely. I love that. I, that definitely brings to mind too. I feel like these episodes always turn up like moments from childhood. These are just podcast therapy for me, apparently. Um, but I'm thinking of like the old dare shirts where it's like blank, my anti-drug. Are there some amazing nerdy shirts out there that are like whatever it be, my antivirus, because I would like one of those t-shirts very, very much. There's some really good ones out there. I think my favorite that I saw a couple of years ago at DEF CON was Brian Krebs's My Firewall. <laughs> I hope everybody that's listening to this podcast has also seen the spoofed website Crabs on Security. That's like a total, looks like just I'm assuming the Google Analytics code is the exact same there. Like somebody just came in and scraped his site and just updated his logo with a crab on it. It is very entertaining. Genius. <laughs> All right. Speaking of genius, let's get into our game of two truths and a lie. So a very quick reminder on this. 
it is as you might expect similar to the original game to Druze and Ally. Um, and instead of talking about ourselves, one of us is going to be reading three article titles, two of which actually happened, and one is a lie. So, Tarek is up this week attempting to savagely destroy Chad and myself. The number of people that he tricks, he gets a point, and if Chad or I guess correctly, we also get a point, and then it will go up on the board. Tarek, are you ready? You know what? Are you guys ready? Because here we go. Let's do it. (laughs) I was going to say, probably not. This quarantine thing's really getting to me. I don't know if I'm going to show up in the way I should for this wonderful game. I hope not to let you down, Chad. (laughs) Bring it on, Tarek. All right. Here we go. So, um, first one. A stored cross-site scripting zero-day bug was found in BySpeed, a popular procurement software used by a lot of governments. Second one. Uh, a database owned by a marketing firm, Maropost, was found open and unsecured, exposing over 95 million customer records. And the third one. TravelX was hit hard by the Revil ransomware on New Year's Eve. Uh, but it was leaked last week that they did not pay the ransom and instead chose to rebuild their systems. Those are the three. Give it your best, guys. Mm. I'll do a quick uh, quick summary. Stored XSS found in BySpeed, used by a lot of governments for procurements. Uh, database exposed to the world with over 95 million records. And TravelX did not pay the ransom for Revil. I think I have a guess, Chad. Would you like me to go first? I I think you should go for it. I think I have mine as well. Okay. Let's hear it, folks. Um, I'm going to go with number two is the lie. That's my guess. All right. And you, Chad? I'm going to go with cross-site scripting is the lie. All right. Well... There's good news for me. I fooled you both today. This is great. What? I think oh. it's my first point. Yeah, TravelX. No. So TravelX was hit by Revil. We did talk about that on the show, but they paid the bounty. They paid the ransom of $2.3 million to the Revil ransomware authors. They paid the bounty. They negotiated with terrorists, unfortunately. <laughs> Dang it, TravelX. I know. Son of a gun. Gonna ruin the airports for me. Can't even look at you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go, guys. Wow. The, sorry. Does anybody hear the the sound of the salt in my wound? That was a rough <laughs> one, Chad. We just got done. It's two weeks in a row. Where, well, I was dismantled last week by you and Alan. I'm yeah. not picking up any points these days. Yeah. The uh, what does the board even look like? I can't see it over audio. I think you're crushing it hard, Chad. My, I, uh, according to my weak memory, I think you're really killing the game right now. I'm really good at lies. It's, <laughs> it's just in my nature. It's just deep in the uh, just, terrible uh, person I am. It's go part of that. You on LinkedIn for that right now? Good yeah, let me just here we go. You got to look up you. guest seven M first. Yeah, guest seven M. <laughs> expert liar (laughs) oh my gosh i'm just waiting for the attribution to come in they'll be like there's this new threat actor named 7m and i'll be like oh my gosh (laughs) it's jed 
I hope you endorse me for both like small fibs and then like elaborate lies. I want both. A, a smib. Yeah. That a smib. Yeah. <laughs> elaborate lies and smibs. That sounds like a good game, actually. Like a nice British game. Play some smibs. Elaborate lies. <laughs> Card games coming your way during the quarantine. I've probably offended many people with a British accent during the show, and I apologize. It's really hard to say and then not attempt. So before I offend anybody more, we're going to call it a day. I want to thank everybody for their time. Chad slash Ched slash 7M, Tarek. Thank you both so much. We'll be back next week with another episode. Everybody stay safe, stay healthy, and remember, don't drink and click. That's about all we have for this week. You can find us on Twitter at Domain Tools. All of the articles and IOCs mentioned today will be included in our blog post, which can be found at domaintools.com slash resources slash podcasts. Catch us every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time when we publish our podcast and blog. That's all we have for this week. We'll see you next week on another episode of Breaking Badness. Until then, remember, don't drink and click. <laughs>